we getting on Gideon shit. Let's go. Right. Welcome back to another episode of Bouch Bombentary presented by On My Grown, the podcast. I'm your co-host, Knucklehead. Yeah, I wish so we have don't, the capability to video them. chat. No, I'm telling them to video chat don't while we record this shit. Why? And Rodney has a fresh. I can give you two reasons to be at wherever the fuck they have Morehouse probates at seven oh six. He has a full probate cut, and it's so funny. It's, y'all niggas struggling with y'all hair because right now is the satisfaction I needed. Men suffering is amazing, and he has a ball fade right now. I'm she's, sorry, she's exaggerating. It's like Usher posted. You know, this is. This is <laughs> This is very like, you know how when white men have fades, you can just still see the scalp. This I is the told, John B. I said this is my this is my um, Blue Lives Matter haircut. This is no, yeah, you very <laughs> higher learning right now, sir. It's giving like, do y'all remember the flavors? Dolls said we gonna not run over. Here you go. I'm sorry, over. but these jokes gonna fly. If y'all remember the flavors dolls, there was like the Barbies response to Brad's dolls they were like really ghetto Barbie dolls no. and it was a white boy who was like very Kevin Federline had a low top fade it was you that's what you look like I, I have, wish I could. I'm gonna find a picture and I have a white so man dating like. black woman haircut you have a white NFL player dating yes <laughs> okay let's, um, but yeah so this episode of Insecure this week I told y'all niggas I told y'all <laughs> niggas y'all thought I was playing but I told y'all niggas first of all second of all this is a great episode so many layers it was like lasagna of an episode layers it was <laughs> or a rich seven uh layer dip some might say oh yeah the the um avocado dip excellent 10 out of 10 the song choice of course we'll get to it let's just dive right on in yes thanksgiving uh, well so the episode starts lawrence is 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 in a position we normally see Issa, and he's talking to himself in the mirror but he's he's preparing for some type of review or meeting at least in, in which he's kind of accentuating like what he brings to the the, the, the company um, and then you know but he did this last time when he got the job with this company so you know it makes sense that he would do this again mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, then we hear alarm <laughs> clock and, did you get my message? yes <laughs> that's why I'm laughing I hate you <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna keep going. Condole, we we hear an alarm clock outside, and Condola's wake like frantically wakes up. They kissing in the mouth. Um, but hold on, wait, let's pause. So apparently, she has to set like multiple like really dramatic alarms to wake up because she sleeps heavy. And I felt seen because I have to have several alarms. If I gotta wake up at seven, my alarm started like five thirty because that's just how I sleep. Let me ask you this because I'm the same way. I have multiple alarms. Um. In a relationship, does do as uh, the person you're with? Do they hate when like y'all sleep together? Like when you got something um, to be somewhere to be. Um, usually when I like cohabitate, it's because of like a trip or something. So we don't wake up early anyway. Okay. But I mean, I hate sleeping with men anyway because y'all wake up and play everybody's snap story. Y'all watch <laughs> highlights. Y'all turn the game on. Y'all like y'all just making man noises all morning. So if I have an alarm, who cares? So be it. Okay. Well, for me, I yeah, I have several alarms, and uh, the women I've been with, they'd be like, "That is crazy. What are you doing? Stop waking me up." Because I'll, I'll just, not, I'll, I know, you know, like, oh, third alarm, that's off, and she's like, "Why don't you just get up or like just set it for the time you're getting up?" I'm like, "That's not because how I operate." Who wants to do that? Because by the time for me to be up, up, yeah, I need to be up like two, three times before then. Yes. <laughs> if I wake up the first time, I'm not up for real. 
Like I'm not up to that third wake up. So yeah. that's why I need them three alarms. Like exactly. oh, seven thirty, yeah. Seven forty five. Hello. Eight o'clock. What's up? Good <laughs> Did you freeze? Oh, I'm about to say, what happened? Lord, technology don't let us down. No. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's move forward. And then another thing I noticed before we move forward, they are on first of all, they're sleeping together on a weeknight, school night. They are hunching on a school night. And then they are on um morning breath, kissing the mouth level. I think Lawrence brushed his Okay. Yeah, he may have brushed his teeth, but we know for sure Condola did not. And he mm-hmm. went in for the kiss knowing that her teeth is, was not brushed. And I'm like, okay, look at y'all being on that level. It takes some time to to warm that engine up to start kissing with the tart mouth. And I appreciated that. And I was like, okay, we may be in for more than we thought with these two because I thought they were still, you know. Polite. Did she have a scarf on? She did not. Was her bonnet on? I can't she, remember. She did not. Remember. Cause I looked, it was like, does he have silk pillows? And it was like she a weird. Not. Um, but uh, yeah, I know I agree. Like yeah. there, there definitely is a certain. I, I think that once again shows how like Lawrence, how much he's into her. You know, it really does take. Yeah. You know, like uh, as a man, you be like, nah, like girl, I don't care. Give me the yuck mouth, as Martin would say. And not only the- that, they're they're cohabitating before his big interview. He was trying to get some morning nookie to you know to prepare him for the meeting. Yuck. She gotta well, be from somewhere. their vibes. I thought that he got something night before, and he should have been. He could be horny still. Set. He asked if she had time, and she was like, "Nah." But one thing I want to point Which out, which is also funny, because <laughs> she older, a younger woman wouldn't have done it. Uh, but just real quick, one thing you know, so like she's like they're talking. Uh, so after the kissing and all that, they're talking. She's like, "I'm gonna go help my friend with her Thanksgiving give back." He he says something that you know I'm, I'm like just really peeping. He's like, man, you know, like I feel like I need to step up. And she gives this reassuring thing of, no, you're like you're perfect, you know. But I I think I think that's coming from like I think this is where we're starting to see they're on different levels because of his last relationship. He's constantly wanting to progress and feel and and because Condola's that evolved Issa, he's like okay, I, I'm I've I need to continue to evolve, so that's why he's about to go in here and ask for that promotion. Yeah. But she's saying, you're perfect, because it's, maybe she's taking it as a more casual thing and doesn't, isn't looking to him to be, you know, the provider, husband, whatever, that he's trying to work towards. Yeah, and that's fine. That's cool, and I think also he's trying to, you know, um, damn, what was I going to say? I forgot my whole thought. But yeah, he you know he's just trying to do more because when you with somebody who's doing more, you, it encourages you. Just cute for them. The, well, he brings up that they neither of them have family out there mm-hmm. in L.A. and like if they want to spend Thanksgiving together, which is another like oh okay, we doing holidays like that's a lot. Then she mentions that she's doing a friendsgiving and traditionally I thought friendsgiving. Well, I guess because we do friendsgiving before here Thanksgiving when we have. Yeah, we do it before Thanksgiving, but we all, me and my friends, usually have families to go to for Thanksgiving. Everyone goes home, so we don't have Friendsgiving on Thanksgiving. Yeah. So she says she's having Thanksgiving, and then he's like, "Oh, well, he doesn't blatantly ask. Well, can I come? But it was more of like a, you know, is okay. I forgot the, yeah, I thought it was. I forgot the exact dialogue, 
But yeah, like he wasn't going to invite me to your Thanksgiving. And I, I get Condola not inviting him. Because I remember when I, my relationship was fresh, my last relationship, I did not want to invite, I did not invite my boyfriend to my birthday dinner. Because I was like, I don't want you mixed up with these psychos so soon. Hmm. Like we did separate things. And at the time, I was young too. So I really didn't, like, it was fresh. I didn't really know I was doing my first like real, real relationship. But it's a lot to mix those things so soon. Right, with right. your close friends, your homeboys, all this is stuff, you know, that you still don't know about the other person. He doesn't know about you. You bring your homeboy there. He's kind of questionable. Like, it's just so many things that can go wrong with that, which we see later. But I get it. So she was like, no, it's fine. I just didn't want to, you know, overstep. I didn't think it would be too much. And then they, you know, mutually agreed for him to come to the Friendsgiving, which is cute. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, next he goes to work. Yeah, he's he's walking up. He's looking, you know, confident about the meeting. And then he talks to the secretary. He's like, uh, you know, they got pulled into something. Um, They'll have to reschedule. And she shows a little concern. And so he's like, is everything OK? She's like, yeah, you know, they'll just reschedule. And then, you know, it, wouldn't be lying. It, it flashes to them riding in the rain, him riding in the range with Chad. And he's telling him like an investor has pulled out the company and they're going to downsize and, and, and possibly get rid of half of the staff. Um, you know, and so for him, he's like, this means there's no chance for promotion because there's no, you know, like there's no more money to pay the people they got. So how can you expect to get a pr- promotion? To get um, more money, right? And he's already lost the job. He's only been there for what? How long is the time on the show been at this point? It's another month. I forgot what we said it was last week, but under he's been there for maybe a year. So yeah, right. That's a lot. I get it. Like, I, I really relate to I've had hella unemployment problems in my professional career. So I get being unemployed for a long ass time, finally getting a piece of job and then that getting rocky. That shit sucks. So yeah. I get it. Like, I really feel for Lawrence. Just even, yeah, the, your job is safe now, nigga, but you never know. Then white folk gonna pull. So it's like, it's scary. It totally is scary, especially when you want to progress and you feel like you have no upward mobility in the job. That sucks. So I get it, Lawrence. I'm not really the biggest advocate for Lawrence or his. It's really not even Lawrence himself. It's more so the Lawrence Hive of what it is today, and then Jay Ellis himself that I don't like. <laughs> so, <laughs> the nigga on the on the paper on the script, he ain't really do much to me. But the rest of y'all, <laughs> garbage. So uh, yeah. Um, and then Chad, the the gym of this this program. My king, I love him. He's just all of the niggas. He's just saying that like the real estate business really ain't shit. He ain't sold the house in a month, which could that's a lot. Like when you get paid off commission, especially yeah, like yeah. shit, niggas is hungry. And then he brings up, and then Lawrence like, why you just buy a new range then? Which is I wouldn't say the new range bodies are ugly as hell because I thought that was like the little cousin rover because like the, the range uh, is the land is like the the third one. I forgot the name of the third. There's a rover. soccer mom one. Yeah, and it's like a little a little play play rover. I thought it was one of them. I didn't know it was a range. Like the old four range, like the big body, that's the MF and Range Rover. But whatever he had. Anyway. But yeah, he was like, Why'd you get the new range? And then Chad was like, to keep up appearances, nigga. And for new hoes. <laughs> for my like, girl and new hoes. Never change, Chad. Oh, what a gym. And then he calls Lawrence a bum, like bitches on Twitter been saying for months. He said he was doing better and he just got some money and now he you know, he was doing better than he was last year. But again, it's the second friend acknowledging that he was indeed a bum. His own I, friends. Yeah, I don't I don't think I anyway, that's not that's not I, I won't argue it. We're that. not getting into that right now, but I'm just yeah. saying. Um just pointing out. 
but you know like it, but I, I mean i think they're having a real discussion about you know like how a, a lot of times men's progressions or actions are are influenced by you know the women that they want to impress and attract and you know or are with and loving you know with him talking about i, I got this to keep up appearances you know he mm-hmm. lawrence is you know part of the the motivation for his job promotion seeking is that he's with this bomb woman that he really cares about and then I think Lawrence drops the line that, you know, I think many of us just as people can uh, relate to, especially like as we've gotten older, you know, in our adulthood is that it always feels like one piece is missing. If it isn't the relationship, it's the job. If it's not the job, it's something else. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I was looking for like a little more. Reaction. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, I'm again, the wine. And- <laughs> I'm here. May, may, you don't know do what? that. Is 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 I don't know. It's just hitting on the emotional part because like I I've been like I was literally like you, you know like there like maybe a couple months ago like dog if it's not one thing it's a fucking nothing you know like you know, I, trust me I understand especially with the Rona going on like I mean I was at the point last week where I just made a y'all niggas hiring post on LinkedIn because I was like somebody like all my my opportunity was just like whoosh, when the Rona came because the, the industry I want to work in. Yeah, and then she's working. It ain't no work from home type thing. I want to work on sets. I want to work in TV, okay. blah, blah, blah. All my opportunities was like, yeah. never mind, girl. We the world just shut down. So I get it. And like, I feel for Lawrence in that element because I've been there. I am there. Like, I'm there is very familiar to me. So I get it. Um, so yeah, what's what's next? Let's stop, stop being sad. <laughs> Lawrence is meeting uh, with Condola at a coffee shop, and Issa's there. Sees his queen. She's and so so you know he he kind of recognizes her from the back and also recognizes what she's watching on the screen and he acknowledges he her knows he knows because he's obsessed with her and just he has a Issa. but I, and that's my thing like looking at it, it's like oh shit bro like you know you're meeting your girl here why would you engage your ex at all like but that's you, the thing he got so out of character that. because he was so excited to see her ass like he was giddy he was excited to see her and she was minding her business so you know how awkward Issa is she, if she would have saw him first she might not have even you know depending on the distance like if she could see him and he couldn't see her she probably wouldn't have said nothing because she probably would have been so awkward but he like pursued it and then they had like a cute little banter Man. first of all let me tell you something about Issa baby girl be dressing even though they they painted it that she'd be taking that stuff back I don't know it. where she'd be going she had a full suit down to the coffee bar whatever they was at I was like, yes, ma'am, Miss Mamas. Um, but yeah, they had a cute little banter. She was watching Finding Jaquan, which is a really good series on BT's YouTube if you haven't watched it. That's actually something real, Finding Jaquan. Um, I feel like, just real quick, just a side note, BT frustrates me because their YouTube has some decent content. Yeah. And I think. BT Plus as well. BT Plus is good. You're subscribed. I'm not subscribed, but I know their stuff. So their bigger show is good. It's like very, they can't show that on cable, honestly, because it has like brief nudity and stuff in it. But it's like quality. Tyler Perry got some wild shit on BT Plus, honestly. But still, it's like a cult show that be showing like dicks. I saw a clip on Twitter and I was like, whoa. But like still, they, I feel like they have more range on the internet than they do on television. They can be doing a lot more. They can do a lot better stuff. And I, I just feel like BT Plus for something about it is not. I don't know if if it's the branding or whatever. To me, BT Plus should be very successful. The the yeah. business case is there. I don't know if they're doing everything right or whatever. But that's another. We'll we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. 
but yeah, so Issa and and and, and yeah, they're they're the the watching Jaquan and and um, their bear, ban- one the the banter was hilarious. You know, like you know, coming to America, the banter was hilarious. Go, but again, that's that Africa. familiarity I was talking about last week. Mm-hmm. And then there's that they are the same nigga, honestly, because even if you go back to the finale from season three when they were like doing their little last dragon quotes and Molly was like, y'all lame or whatever. It's like they have that because one, they were together for so long. Yeah. Two, the reason they were together is because they had those things in common personality wise and they're, they're the same. Yeah. Like, they and that's where they fit because you know CC and Condola came trying to get in the Kool Aid when she walked up didn't know the flavor Jada and died. was just ruining Jada died. like no Jada ain't die like will person ain't Jada you know they died nobody so it's just like that's why they fit with each other and I've been saying I'm not saying it's an ideal situation them getting back together like my theory said because this nigga job is definitely back on the rocks and somebody made a great point but we'll get to that later but they're what? When Condola walks up, she, the actress, she does a very good job of visually showing, like, you know, just it looks concerned or just uncertain. Right. You know, and then at the same time, it's like Condola has to be a little suspicious of Issa showing up. Well, it's also, okay, because Condola that's is Condola's Issa spot. too. That's Condola's spot. She put her onto the spot and she wanted to be, it's like she wanted to be Condola so bad. Just goals wise and like oh you know like I follow like how I am with Easter Road bitch if Easter Road put me on a new fucking coffee shop that's where I'm gonna go because this shit's fine and I like the same things because we have things in common so it's like she put you on the spot you going there ironically at the same time her and your ex nigga are going there that's super awkward and then Issa made it even worse with her like um I was on my way out <laughs> order for Issa for here to go for here oh God Issa like, come on dog come on man like you you making it worse baby girl um but yeah and then at the end that of the was scene, cool Issa mm-hmm. as she's exiting she you know she stares back and see them embracing and you know she she, she does that little look around she looked like fucking G baby and Harbaugh all sad and shit I guess it's <laughs> she's got your man and you can't do anything about it it's sad <laughs> It was just a reality because that's when, like I talked about last week. When I tell you we be on on this motherfucker, so I'm sorry. Did we we gonna drop MFs? I'm sorry, that was a lot. But we grown. But it's like that's when that that glass ceiling and that glass broke. Like somebody threw a rock in it. It's like, sis, this ain't it. Like you been trying to pretend like this is cool this whole time. It ain't. It's not cool, and you hurt, and you can acknowledge the fact that you hurt about it. Like, if I, I ain't gonna lie, like, my ex, me and my ex been broken up for like three years, but if he's hurt, my home girl would feel away. I'm gonna be mad, and that's fair, especially when it's only like six months to a year out, like they are on here too. It's fresh. Yeah, I was gonna it's say, okay like, the to feel away about here, it. it makes it all the most, the more messy, you know? Yeah, and it's not even just messy because it's not like any of this was intentional, it's just unfortunate. Yeah. It's just unfortunate. Like, it'd be like that, especially when you in like social c- circles that are small and similar. It'd be like that. Nobody knew. Nobody knew. So you you can't really make it. That's why I don't think messy is a good term because like messy is like I, intentional. I, but I, messy is like I did this to get back at you. Messy is like you know nasty. This was just like damn. Why? I I, I mean I took it differently. I took I when I say messy here is it's not that you know these things are being done intentionally it's just that the 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 truth of the situation is it is it is not pleasant 
it is you know it's complicated it has layers it, ha- it it weaves together and it's you know and, and as when i think about a mess it's always like it's complicated to clean up you know mm-hmm. because Issa's doing her thing with this black party and condola has been so instrumental in that lawrence is truly pursuing a relationship with condola and, and, and it just feels weird like you know like why not give that a chance especially when things are going so well um but yeah so so the next scene Issa and molly are grocery shopping and you know we discover Molly is still still mad at her dad over the whole cheating years ago before she knew it thing. That's, that's a lot. I mean, I'd have I'd be upset, but you know, we'll get to that as well. We'll get to that when it comes to. It. But just was like, girl, man, that was three seasons ago. But I get that, and the show has only been a couple months. But yeah. at the same time, it's like, girl, what it like? Yeah, you're sitting there like, God, dog, come on. Um, right, especially since we, we damn near forgot about it. <laughs> but it's like, <laughs> what, what you gonna do? Like, what can you do? It was already happened and resolved before you even thought of. Um, Molly asked if she should invite Andrew since they're exclusive now. I guess this. I, I assume that was this news some... to me, especially since we didn't hear from him. He text no happy. Fa- not not found just there. What I said found just No happy Thanksgiving. No like <laughs> nothing. So I'm just like, what. That don't seem exclusive behavior. Mm, that's a good point. I just thought that off the dome. But I was like, okay, look at you finally being exclusive after three and a half seasons. You finally get some exclusivity and not with someone else's husband. So yeah, they're shopping, getting avocados, and then Issa's talking about they're walking out the aisle. And then She's like, you uh, she tells she advises against uh, about inviting Andrew because yeah, I think that's a lot too. Like we talked, we had a whole episode about this, like when inviting Bay, yeah. and it's like you don't want that person to be thrust into those layers of you too soon. Also, if it's just some kind of flinky thing, you don't want to hear. You know how family members are. You don't want to hear about him for the next four, five Thanksgiving. What happened to the um the no, that was a three month <laughs> thing. Like it just it just may not even last that long. So let him still be on a probationary period. Until y'all got enough, you know, roots in the relationship. Maybe maybe Christmas Eve. If y'all have a Christmas Eve game night, one more month, maybe he can slide to that. But right now, that's and the, pushing it. Well, so this this is the start of some. Now it's it becomes like a it this now the conversation becomes similar to when Issa and Lawrence talked outside of the restaurant in season shot, two. Shot, shot. Yeah, because it was like because if it was old Molly, you would scare him away, something like that. She said, and I was like, whoa. So it, their friendship has gotten to the point where it's a lot of like elephants in the room that aren't being addressed. And then it's just like shot after shot after shot after shot. Like sometimes not even warranted. So it's just like, what are we doing here? Yeah. Why is everything so like. Because Molly comes in, she drops a condola card. So then they address it too. Yeah. Issa comes back with the drill card. We knew rubble. that was coming. You a thruple with drove, which is true. And then, then Molly comes out. We won't even talk about this nigga. She come in. At least I'm not fucking for toiletries and weed. Whoa, whoa, that was whoa. That was a lot. Cause you now y'all weren't going that low. You, you was off topic. We talking about this love triangle. You gonna bring TSA King into? And thank you so much, Issa, for not showing me booty cheeks this week. Uh, it was no sex episode. You see how much ground they can cover when it's no sex. Uh. <laughs> um, but then they they finally agree. Like yo, like we've been off. Like yo, let's let's talk yeah. about this. Let's not just throw this away. 
I honestly feel like they should have just talked about it there because they 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 talk about it like, hey, let's talk on this date. Yeah, nigga, y'all together now. Talk about it. if y'all gotta throw hands in the fucking pancake mix aisle, then do that. But y'all need to talk about it now. Don't put it right. off and then act like nothing's wrong for the rest of the ride home. Talk about it then and there in that Ralph's or whatever the fuck um, station. But I, I don't can, know what that grocery store that is. At the same time, I can understand like the emotions clearly just were high. Like maybe you want to calm down and be in a sober mind and just be able to really come like, yo, this is how I've been feeling recently. You know, collect your thoughts because that that that's a, this is like this is a friendship that really means a lot. And so you, you don't want to yeah. come into those, at least it, for me, in my perspective, like you don't want to come into those conversations kind of clouded. You want to come in level headed, knowing what your grievances are and really like. I totally understand that, but I also believe in nipping things in the bud while they're already on the table. Um, I feel it, especially when it's like that pressing. When it's already y'all just almost had a whole thing right there and just almost ended y'all friendship randomly. Yeah. Y'all need to be like, all right, let's. Y'all could have sat in the car and did that. Y'all could have gathered your thoughts for the rest of the until the checkout and from the checkout to the car to the ride home. Y'all could have talked about that shit. That could have been done. That could have been an easy 15, 20, 30 whatever the fuck minute conversation, and they put put it off. So it's going to keep on getting put it off. I'm sure next week it's going to get put off again and again. Then she's going to yeah. call Issa Stanko at the block party and then everybody's going to be mad. Um. So now we're going to just do, because, you know, they were basically switching between the, for the rest of the episode, they're switching between the three Thanksgivings. I want to tackle Molly's first because I feel like it's, yeah, it's kind of that, easy. Yeah, that works. Um. So Molly, you know, she shows up at her parents' house for Thanksgiving let me tell you, just like Melanie says, we notice the things that the writers are putting there for a reason. Molly's mom noticed how thick she is too. And with it, I, I had noticed it last week. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. I'm, Just shut up. She, she said, where you get I did not know you was going. I was like, what are you talking about? What do we call? Where you, Hush. Booties like that don't run in our family. I think that's just touching on how parents are rude. That's that's, that's how parents You know That's older mamas That's how they come You know That's how they drop the You you getting fat You know But her booty was nice yeah. um, But anyway You know So at one point Molly is teaching her nephew How to fold the na- a napkin Her mom's like Oh are you practicing You know For kids And then you know She's like Well somebody least in the picture And you know Here's that thing You know Once again That we talk about Is, is, is parents pressuring and putting this this you know uneasiness on children that they're by you know or women more so that they need to be having kids right now. And yeah, I feel that you know that people that's an anxiety that comes with people for the holidays. Definitely, and people don't want to come home just for that, or even we'll we'll touch on that later. But even with mom talking about he brought his quote unquote roommate, like it's a lot of foolishness that happened at them dinner tables. And especially with us now and our parents, like our parents got married young. Like I'm sure at both of our ages, our parents had a kid or two, was married, whatever. So what? They were married at your age? No, they got married. They got married next year. <laughs> oh, they were older. That's pretty yeah. old for our, for our generation of parents. I feel like your but your parents are older than my parents. Not you know like no. You I'm saying they older. got married. You mean they di- different generations? Yeah. Yeah. Because my I think my parents like, are the par- start. Your of, parents sixty yet? No, they're. They're they they are I believe sixty three. They're the start of the baby boomers. That's the end. Nah, that's the beginning. It's, it's baby not boomers the is the end of World War Two. End of World War Two happened in the forties. That's what I'm saying. That baby boomers start in the forties. Okay, 
Um, well, your parents are older because you have a much, you know, you're, you have no, 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 okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm saying, but I'm the oldest. I guess they're a different not. generation, but maybe I'm sure my parents are the same age as Molly's, just yeah, whatever the rank 50s, early 60s, whatever. Right. So they was they was getting married back then, like you know, they weren't as young as Miss Seely getting sold off, but they were pretty young, early 20s. So us being late 20s, 30s with no churn, it was just like, uh, hello, what are y'all doing? So that's a that's a big pressure, and then Molly already can't get shit together to begin with, and then and this is what made it interesting to me because she hadn't told her mom about Andrew yet. So you was even thinking about bringing this man to your mm. house that you hadn't even told your mom about. Wow. I know I'm very close to my mother, and I know our dynamics are different in my family, but I tell my mom about all my little sliders, even not sliders, <laughs> some sliders because I live with her, so she got to know where I'm going, but. <laughs> I tell yeah. her about all my men's. Like I tell her, if I talk about one of my men, she's like, "Which one is that? That's the one, the Jamaican one. That's the okay. That's the one with the okay. That's so she know who I'm talking about. So if I bring up a brand new man that I even thought about taking Christmas dinner, she ain't know who he is. Yeah. So the fact that her mom didn't even, she's like, "So who is the new man? She know he was Asian. You can't just bring an Asian man on your mama." Yeah. No, I, I think that's you, an excellent point. Like, how do you? And her how, parents live in the city, so you shouldn't be that. Like, and her parents live in the city, so I feel like they should be more. What was I not supposed to say that? No, 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 you're fine. I'm just picking this up. Oh, okay. Yeah, like her parents live in the city, so I feel like they should be more familiar with what's going on in her life, especially if she's been dating this dude for like a couple months. Um, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. And then her brother, <laughs> it's so funny because the guy who plays her brother, Richie Loco, on yeah, it, yeah. on Twitter, when I made that insecure tweet like a month ago, he was one of the people in my mentions like arguing Team Lawrence. I'm like, nigga, you own the show. <laughs> why are you arguing with me <laughs> like you're in the show but yeah so he was like oh he's Asian is he crazy and rich and that was funny Crazy Rich Asians is a great movie um, so yeah that was a cute little cause I remember when I was in fourth grade and I liked this white boy named Alec in my class and I told my uncle and he was like you gonna bring some white meat to Thanksgiving dinner it was just funny just like yeah. him roasting my crush choices and that's just what black families do if you gonna bring somebody non-black they not gonna make them eat outside you know or not let them into the bathroom in the house they just gonna roast them and that's just what black families do yeah. and then Lil Saint has some weird girl who looks like Bobby Christina I could've sworn that's the girl who played Bobby Christina pregnant this and she was talking trash about him last week yeah the stripper yeah. and they have poor choices in women I don't know how men who see, presumably come from good parents still go for the gutter snipiest because the first one trapped him Remember, she said that yeah, in, yeah. in season two with the wedding. Yeah. She trapped him. And then now Lil Saint got this questionable young lady who keeps on trying to, again, trying to get in the Kool-Aid and don't know none of the flavors in the household, being weird. And that was funny to me. So, yeah, then they go, um, they eat. No. Uh, there, uh, and what else happened? Yeah, it, was a, it wasn't too, like, crazy. It was cute, just regular family Thanksgiving. Well, they playing games. What happened? Her mom was like, well, Molly's like, yo, actually, I was thinking oh, about yeah, yeah. bringing him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I talked to Issa and she, she thought that might have been too much. And her mom goes, you know, like, well, don't overthink it. You know, we would have been on our best behavior. Oh, no, she said, don't overthink it. If 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 it's too much, then. He's not the one for you. Yeah. Do, do you think your mom, the, your mom, the mom gave good advice? Not really, but we see where Molly get that bullshit from. Honestly. <laughs> we see why she stayed with that daddy. And we see why Molly still be on that bullshit today. Sharon would have been like, he can't come up here. No, you don't know him. Who is people? Mama's asked questions. 
Okay, my mama would ask for his social coming up in her house with her good sternos on Christmas. Questions all day. My mom, anytime I'm talking about somebody, my mom goes like, "Well, what about this?" I'm like, "I don't know how to ask." She's like, "Y'all don't, y'all don't be asking nothing." <laughs> Literally, like, where his people? Why he not home for for Thanksgiving? Where he lived? Oh, he lived from even Arkansas. Like, it's just so many questions. And my mom would never be like, "Well, you should have brought him over here." No, absolutely not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that was like mm, that's bad advice. And now she gonna think he's tripping, but no, everybody up in that house, all the cars tripping, and that's the problem. That they is the problem. But the, you know they yeah they have raised everybody. It was like, well, you stick it through, you know. And then she was like, you overthink. Your brothers don't overthink at all. And then she looked over to the two gutter snipe baby mamas on the couch, which is hilarious. They were cute. They were cute girls. It was just funny yeah. to me. Um. So yeah, and then. They eventually play game night and they're splitting up into teams and Molly was going to be on the team with her dad per her brother's instruction but then she was like mm, let's just do I don't want to be on this team like still she's like it's odd bullying number. her dad I'm which I'm just like okay obviously I'm biased because you know I lost a parent I lost my dad okay so of course be nice to your parents but that aside be nice to your fucking parents like they're getting old that shit happened before you was even you know you you wasn't even a zygote yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, you were not even a fertilized egg when this shit happened. They had put it under the table and went on with their lives by the time you got here. And you just finding out about it. Of course, I would be crushed, but I would not be holding on to it this long. Like, I'm bullying my dad. If I'm going to fall out with my family, I ain't talking to none of y'all because y'all all lied. Like, so, to f- the fact that she's just bullying her dad at this point is just like, bitch, come on. To the point where her brother's like, come in the kitchen with me. Yeah. So, he got some sense. He's like... You know, because he was he was around when it happened. He wasn't okay. Yeah, he was around when it happened, and he obviously what an example. But <laughs> he just like dads is niggas that too. They just old or something like that. Just all grown up. Yeah, and I thought that was funny because it's like that's true. Like I look at old pictures of my dad from college. I was like, my dad was one of those niggas that would probably block on Twitter. I'm sure he was. <laughs> it takes growth and years and age and shit to get where he need to be. And he obviously you know had a little late start. But he ain't never did nothing to you while you was on this earth. So yeah. calm it down. And, I, and and to me, Period. you know, this this really hit home because I think, I, you know, I early, you know, I, I probably was like Molly at some point, and and just really having this idea that my parents were perfect, or you know, like that just they just they, yeah. everything they did they operated well, and and then you know when you get you know as you grow up and and you know for me it's been as like I've grown up and and had my my fall you know like and i fallen and my parents have talked to me and hearing like oh no like we had similar issues it's like oh man like we're all the same and it's inspiring because it's like you was messing up like i'm messing up that means i can get to where you get where yeah. where i you know because that, that's something i i look up to and i aspire to be and i can be that yeah and we have these real conversations as we get older with our parents mm-hmm. and i mean even lawrence when he was talking to his dad at the airport and he was like oh you know you and mom were perfect he was like nigga where perfect how <laughs> and I think that's important um yeah. I have more and more real conversations with my mom as I get closer to like marriage age and things are more interesting in insight it's just it's elements of my upbringing I didn't really notice until I was like you know what let me ask mom what's going on yeah. and then she's like yeah xyz I'm like you know what for real like yeah. and you just have to ask some questions and I, you know, since the episode, I've always think of different scenarios. Like, what would you do if Mike cheated on Sharon back in the day? Like, how would you react? Who would you, like? And I've had to like, I don't even know if it's true or not. Like, I have, I ain't seen no outside kids come to no funerals or reach out to me on Facebook or nothing. But like, 
have to kind of operate like what if and what would you do and how would you navigate your grief now even though it's been 10 years knowing that xyz happened whenever yeah so that was that was some real shit i really appreciate the the writers for putting that into the script two seasons ago because like i never thought of it like that and i don't think i would still be but then again the kind of bitch like mm, i don't know what kind of person i would be if i still had both parents so i probably would be privileged enough to still be mad at him months later yeah, you know what I'm you, saying? You like coming at it from a whole my, different perspective of knowing what it's like to miss that person. Yeah, like my grace with him as a parent is coming from the fact that I lost a parent, so I know how important it is. But if I've had the privilege of having them all my life into my thirties, you know, they they seem not disposable, but you, like you just take it for granted. Yeah, I take it for granted enough to be like, I'm not talking to that nigga. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. So yeah, I think, I think that I love that. It's one of my favorite plot devices in the show. And, it, and it's just you know it's like one of those things about like Molly having unreal expectations of kind of everyone around her yeah and then the never heard is still have an attitude about it like that situation is not what drove her into the arms of a whole ass married man like Message. sis <laughs> and that's another thing she gets so defensive anytime anybody whether it be Issa whether it be Andrew anybody brings up that dro shit bitch it's real and you did that shit you knew what it was well, like you probably went to their wedding and still fucked this man so don't get mad when people bring that shit up cause you dead ass wrong yeah. swingers or not you made that mess yourself and you willingly went into that you could've went home and fucked Stanley not Stanley what was his name what was oh. Randall's name whatever his yeah. um, I knew it too it was some Sterling? snitch ass name I forgot Sterling's his real name oh Sterling yeah Randall? you could've went home and fucked Randall that's his, this is his name but you know okay. what I'm talking about you yeah, could have yeah. went home and did that and been fine but no yeah. you had to hunch that lady husband and be mad when people bring it up no so you can't really be marriage police right now Molly right at the time you initially got mad maybe but as soon as you got into that apartment building and snatched that 6'8 nigga back into that room you can no longer be mad yeah. because when when Candace and Joe baby grow up in 30 years and they find out that auntie Molly if you still even around what? Hunch daddy Back in the day You the bitch now yeah. You that bitch that you mad at Yeah So That may have been some real shit I just said <laughs> I may have just preached a little bit just then um, But yeah So she was just being super weird with her dad And her um, brother confronted her about it Which I appreciated And then she came around Yeah um, She gave the powers sometimes of peace A bitch just gotta And she can't pull that shit with her brother Cause her brother's like I'm your brother nigga Like you can't really yeah. It's my daddy too Like What's up so that it's, was really cool. It's interesting because Molly, I don't want to say like outside of her parents, you know, like Molly kind of looks down on everyone around her, mm-hmm. you know, because she's this highly successful lawyer, um, you know, so like for her brother to be able to give her that check, I thought it was dope. Uh, and, 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 you know, sibling relationships in this whole episode were really good. Do you want to go to Issa's Thanksgiving? Or you want to go to Lawrence's? Um, I think... Yeah, let's do Issa's, okay. sandwich that, and then circle back. So Issa's Thanksgiving, her and her brother pull up. I love like city parallels because so many cities look similarly to me. Okay. I tweeted earlier that the neighborhood that Issa's mom lived in looks exactly like Miami. Like it looks just like Little Havana and it's another neighborhood in Miami that I can't remember the name of, but it's by my auntie's church. But it looks just like that. The streets look like that, the houses look like that, all mm-hmm. of that. Interesting. And we already talked about wanting to meet Issa's parents. Um yep. they gave us a little more insight. I when I tell you I did not see Wendy Raquel coming at all, that was the last. Like, if you would have just put a lineup of black auntie actresses up, the last bitch I would have chosen was Wendy Raquel. I did not see that. Does at, she feel younger than she oh. should be? 
Not younger. I don't know if I just thought that she would be dark skin. Her being light skin. I mean, I'm also a brown skin girl with a light skin mama, so that's not super super. That I honestly didn't expect that either. I just felt. I don't know. Yeah. I I never seen Wendy in like a a church auntie kind of role. So maybe that's what it is. Yeah, maybe she's yeah. been she's so been a little... I'm so used to her being Tasha Mac and um, Regina. I don't know what it was, but I just did not see that coming. Yeah. Like I imagine. I had already casted this and maybe not insecure but any other project the mama from Black Lightning being Issa's mama or right. just like um hell anybody just not anybody not saying anything against Wendy Raquel love her but yeah. I just didn't see it coming I just did not see that um but I am happy that we got that insight and then Stanley's the stepdaddy I mean we didn't get to see the twins cause they talked so much shit about them that I would've loved yeah. to lay my eyes on them I don't fuck with adult twins either because like if you're past the age of nine and y'all still doing twin shit I'm scared it's twins like, you know them no, silent hate. twins you ever heard of the silent twins yeah they, and then they are also scary they're funny but they nightmares um so yeah I love Amala Issa's relationship in this episode because I kind of hate him all but he was much better this episode yeah. like he was much cooler he wasn't a stank I don't know he was really like that voice of like reason this episode I mean it, and, and to, you know to me it just it, it they well I guess let's run through it so yeah they pull up and you know there's an ambulance at their mother's house and so they run and <laughs> then they slow down once they realize it's the stepdaddy <laughs> right because who wasting their lung string on Stanley ass so you know so they they're like yo let's dip like they didn't want to be there in the first place so they they dip and they go to this mexican restaurant for thanksgiving dinner and they gotta wait you know so molly so Issa tells molly like yo like i'll be late to the pie or whatever and so you know they're just talking about all the rough thanksgivings they had coming up you know mm-hmm. <laughs> their pops throwing the turkey into the pool that might be bob's burgers have you seen bob's burgers yeah <laughs> where <laughs> he kept throwing it into the toilet th- and, uh, you know, just how even, you know, their parents' marriage, how they, you know, like, they didn't like the divorce, but their parents clearly weren't happy together. Right. And then, you know, they talked the about... The bitch make you mad enough to throw a turkey in the pool. <laughs> Shit. And, you know, they touched on, you know, um, their parents kind of being hypocrites and, and, and a little homophobic. I don't... I, um, by yeah, With their prayer honestly, about the roommate. Honestly, have boomer or whatever the fuck come out the boomer parents you just have to work with them sometimes because they were just raised in so much hate and shit like i know my parents were born during the civil rights movement so it's like you gotta hold their hand a little bit to get to not being problematic because then, then you bring that church element into it yeah the Dear mother God. clearly you know like and you gotta learn that shit like we were able to unlearn that shit but we were also exposed to more they you know this shit's all new to them yeah so yeah, you kind of got to hold their hand a little bit. You can't really hold it all the way against them until it gets, like, violent. But, yeah. yeah, so, like, the prayer and shit, I can just imagine if I brought a bitch home and was like, yeah, this is my girlfriend, I'm sure that it would be a scathing prayer as well. So that was super funny. And then the way they framed it and made it funny, instead yeah. of, like, canceling Issa's fictional parents, it was just, like, the pairings. That was super hilarious. <laughs> Man and woman. What was the other ones? Uh, um, magnets. <laughs> magnets, hilarious. So I love that. Um, but obviously things smoothed over enough for him to still want to return home to home. So that's that's good. Yeah. Um, they ended up at a Mexican restaurant. I feel like if I ended up not going somewhere for Thanksgiving, I wouldn't want to go to a Mexican spot. Like I did feel like I was gonna go somewhere else. But I feel like, you know, they're like they're jaded from Thanksgiving and holidays. In, yeah, in their family and that also kind of shows an easy relationships too. Like 
I'm super family oriented, so everything I do is gonna be like my mom, my sisters, my mom, my yeah. sisters. Like, so yeah. So the fact that you want Mexican on Thanksgiving, I might at least need some macaroni and cheese or a side, some yeah. mashed potatoes, something hearty. Yeah. You getting nah? Not saying that Mexican ain't hearty, but that's not what I want on Thanksgiving. Um, right. Oh, I would fuck up some nachos right now in a margarita. So, but <sighs> one thing that yeah. really hit home for me was the way Issa said, you know. So I ran into Lawrence and his new girlfriend. Let's and, talk about it. And the way she threw Let's it out, it. because she threw it out similarly to with Molly. And if you've mm-hmm. ever been in a situation where you, you you're a little heartbroken, you're a little messed up, you you fish it out to your friends and see what they say. You you don't yep. want to because you you you've been talking about it probably too much already, but you really need someone to hear you out one more time, so you just kind of throw it out. So when or he, to see if you're crazy to validate your feelings. So oh yeah, I ran into Gerard the other day. Awkward stare. And so you know, Amal and her had a much more fruitful conversation than her and Molly. In terms of just like you know, he's like, so what? What do you you know? Like, how was it? What did you feel? She's and so she's she gets vulnerable and she's just like, you know, it hurt. Um, yeah, it'd be like that. It feels like you know, I got the man with all the potential, and she's reaping the benefits of you know our five years together. Yeah, and and you know, and we talked about that even before this even came up. Again, we be on it, but it's just like building we a man be writers. <laughs> I, that's what I'm. That's what I'm reaching for. Um, but like, you be building these niggas, not even intentionally. Like, hey, let me put this here and that there. But like, emotionally, she really built the fuck out that nigga. And, and slowly. Because here's my thing: is like, Issa didn't do anything to push him to start his business. You know, like she she, she he didn't start it. Right? What did she do? Force his hand to type up the code. But Open I'm word for him. What but could she have done? She did. She, she there's something she could have done. She could have been supportive. Now I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that she was obligated to do more, but she could have. And in terms thing. of building in, him up, I'm saying I don't. It. She didn't build him up. The reality of the situation built him up. He loved Issa. He was up. He he feels guilty for hurting her, and he sees where he dropped the ball in that relationship. And therefore, he's going. To, so he's approaching this new one better. She didn't but say. The thing, had she not been in that CVS buying pack panties, or not fake broke up with him when she went out and said that little slick shit, and maybe she should settle like I did. He probably would have never seen nothing wrong with it. He probably was still, you know, what I'm saying. So she had been complacent until she really couldn't take no more. But she was that catalyst between her and Tasha, two queens he played with, who pushed him not, to where he needed to be. But that's not that's not effort on her part. To me, that is just. I'm sick of him and him realize and him taking stock as a man and saying, you know what? I was this I this is the areas I dropped the ball in my last relationship. I love that girl. She put I wanted, that fire. I wanted to I want to be better for myself. And some other just growing up in realizations and, and things on his own, you know, like that conversation with his father. Um and so now Condola is getting, you know, this better Lawrence, but I don't think Issa's responsible. I'm gonna be honest. I definitely think she is. She put that fire up under his white woman loving ass. She was not just there. Had she not said nothing, had she not made that, that's when that fire. Okay, than anybody. Tasha should. (laughs) uh, Yes, Tasha need to be throwing some bricks in season four. But it's like them pushes from Tasha and Issa is what like 
pushed him to to get the, the Home Depot job to hold him over. And then when he finally got the Meridian job, cool, great. You know, Tasha's still lifting this king up. Now, now Tasha was laying bricks. Issa was like scooting bricks. Tasha was a fucking mason, okay? Like she was over there laying bricks. One unemployment check at a time and she got the short end of the stick. I don't like that. But for real, no, but Issa... Issa did her fucking time. She did her time. She, you know, she had one little mess hall altercation and got, you know what I'm saying? And now a whole nother bitch gets fucking done, Lauren. I mean, Lawrence. And it's like, granted, the job was like the first brick in New Lawrence, like the first step in New Lawrence. And that dad restored his mental. And then he started trying to work on himself in other areas, the yeah. emotional and the relationship, all that kind of stuff. Great. And I really appreciate that because I, even I said that Lawrence has shown the most growth since season one out of the main characters. Because yeah. Molly's still Molly and Issa's still, Issa's better in the past three episodes, but Issa was still Issa in for a little minute. Yeah. But, and, but Lawrence built himself from the ground up and I can appreciate that. But that foundation, you, you know it who took else? him getting cheated on turning that hurt into you, grind you know who a whole another person that got to enjoy something Daniel Ooh. got to enjoy Issa's coochie when she was <laughs> a whole, uh, that's a whole another person that got some relationship that frustrated hurt that angry coochie <laughs> frustrated oh, y'all don't know that song what, what song there's a song it's called it, 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 frustrated it's a local Chicago artist but it was frustrated it's, over you not that one yeah no you don't think we don't know that song I thought it was. A I'm local pretty sure Chicago it's on Insecure. Arts. That's probably that's what that's an Insecure soundtrack all song. Okay. Well, I just thought it was a lot because I heard it. They was like, "This is a local Chicago, a Chicago artist." I was like, "Oh, I like this song." I know that song. Okay. Anyway, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> that's so what, that's and I the, get it. I understand. Like I, I don't feel like I got undergrad talked to a dude. He didn't do X, Y, Z. When I saw him do all of the shit I complained about with him for the next bitch. I was on a ventilator. I, I was sick. <laughs> like, I just was... I was so Trump, Trump sick. Trump get her a ventilator. She needs a ventilator. <laughs> like, I just... Like, have you seen the movie Superstar? Yeah. It's this SNL... Okay, for those who haven't seen SNL, Saturday Night Live movie called Superstar. And when Sky started talking to Mary Catherine Gallagher and Evian was like getting taken out in the gurney she was like yeah. that was me yeah. like you took this bitch to the ball you posted her on Instagram for her birthday the <sighs> like I have been there can I say this perspective and maybe maybe it's just me maybe it's just me um but in certain as a man I think you do you know like definitely when a woman has inspired you or like and, and to to me in, in Lawrence's situation, he was motivated by understanding the pain and hurt he caused Issa. He has a he he carries some guilt for that, not be, because he knows it wasn't Issa's fault. It was just him, you know, as a man, kind of dropping the ball. And now that he's in a better place, he I'm sure he does feel a little guilt about not being able to give that love to Issa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, in, in most situations. You know, sometimes that relationship is so done, you know, it's been, you know, you, the person has been so weighted on that they don't, they can't accept it. And at the same time, it's like once you hit that new level, that, that other person might hold on to the old you so much. It's like the moment you do slip up, they're like, oh, here you go back at your old self. Uh-huh. And so it, it is oftentimes better to just take that new version of yourself to someone who doesn't? Way to explain in a nigga way 
why y'all be leaving the bitches that hold y'all down. Thanks for that. I get it now. No. No. <laughs> no, that's basically it. No. I, ladies, I, we got them. No. We got them. No. That sounds like that exact logic that somebody would say for leaving for Siobhan Wade in the courtroom. That's what Dwayne said when he left her for Gabby. But this that you're assuming the man left. I'm saying, like, in Lauren's situation, the woman left him. and he, No, she didn't. He left her. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying he, he felt guilt and remorse for the pain he caused her from that relationship. But she cheated. Had let's, she not cheated, they'd still be together. Right, and which is a whole other thing we're going to get talking to. Okay, yes. Okay, but yeah, she, she was in her feelings about that. And that was just some real shit. And I was so appreciative of this real-ass conversation. One, we had already been talking about. Two, that... Again, it that's some real shit. We it really be like that. You really sit and have that come to Jesus moment with yourself. Like, I'm hurt. Like, I'm sad about that shit. Like, I'm gonna sit here. I'm gonna talk about it. I'm gonna say it out loud. Yeah. Like, and then she she started second guessing herself, thinking she was crazy. Like, you know, I don't have the right to even feel that way. And then again, she, Amal with the she's fucking right, bars. Because you know who should feel that way? Tasha. <laughs> Justice for Tasha. But no, Just, Amal said some real shit. shit. You have the right to feel any way you want to feel, and that's real. That was some real, like, if you want to be, and that's what I'm saying last week, like, let that shit be weird. Let it shit, let that shit be awkward because it is. Be yeah. mad about it because you can be mad. Like, feel weird about it because you can feel weird. Be sad that you're seeing your ex nigga looking better, finally with a fresh haircut, lost a couple pounds with a job and shit. Be that nigga for someone else. Be mad about it because you can't be. Yeah. That's okay. So, yeah. Okay. And then they go home. And oh, another another bar that he had, Amal was like, "I'm tired of changing myself." Because she asked him about his little old little white boyfriend, and all those names sounded white. He likes him a white gay, apparently. And he was like, "I'm just tired of changing myself for niggas. Like y'all got to deal with this mess and deal. Like y'all got to take me for me." And that was some real shit too. Like mm-hmm. if it's not, of course, if it's not like a crazy character flaw, of course. But if you know, if you like peanut butter on your Oreos, bitch, then guess what? You like peanut butter on your Oreos. Stop acting like you don't because. Another person does it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Issa just really started thinking about shit, and I think it just really made her think of um, Molly. What did he say before he got out the car? Um, you know how to do something you don't want to do. What it was something he I said. Thought it, I thought the line that kind of related to Molly was like, "I'm done changing myself for these people." Yeah, I th- and because that was like during the time where they exchanged some text, and she was kind of like, "You know what? Fuck that bitch." <laughs> No, yeah, she said that, and that's when... But he said something else before he got out of the car. I can't remember, but that's when she really texted Molly, like, girl, I ain't coming, and that's just going to be that. Like, yeah. And I was like, you know what, sis? If you ain't got it, don't force it. Y'all can talk about it another time. Y'all should have talked about it at the store, but that's me. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. Um, is that it for Issa's? Yeah. That's and then she they, they sang, like, a Thanksgiving Mexican-themed, song. like, mariachi Spanish song. Cool, that was really cute, and then Issa put it on her story. Put yeah. a pin in it. So now let's talk about this friends the f giving. So Lawrence comes with his good church shirt to Condola's <laughs> house. Who be dressing down? Let's just let's give Condola. Ooh, like I was looking. down. I love when we all decide as a black family to call somebody the wrong name every time. So we was calling her Condoleezza. We was calling That's her condoms. So mean. All kinds of crazy stuff. Like we did Kikanu from Different World season yep. what, four, or like how we did Karuchi for a very long time. And I was down for the cause, but by the end of this episode, I was like, you know what, bitch? I'm going to call you your name. <laughs> you earned that right, bitch. I likes you. So let's get into it. Let's. So this shirt, even the shirt you brought up, like they kept mentioning it throughout the, the episode on, on my mm-hmm. first watch. 
And so on the second watch, I'm like, what the hell does this shirt represent? I think I've, I have That nigga a went to Zara He was wearing all cotton shirts Season one This nigga got on Fucking Zara shirts You wasn't shopping at Zara When you was with Issa Tasha ain't getting No fucking Zara shirt Now you with Zara With the paper bags nigga So With the it, rude what, employees what, what does this shirt Mean to you To me Yeah Again Zara This nigga stepping his shit up Okay Like he was wearing Denim button downs With a partner Hey and he's really trying to level up for her so he's really like shifting his life for her to like not not only keep up but also like i need i could be doing better for her because i ain't never seen that man in silk you know how much that that whole like that chiffon how that whole like must if he started getting musty a little bit you can't get that out that shirt that is chiffon he had to buy a shirt to friendsgiving he yeah and that's what i took it as i was like this shirt is him kind of listening to Chad and stepping his shit up, you know, and and putting on this this well put together, sophisticated Keeping front up because appearances. And he really we were talking about that too. I'm, I'm gonna bring it up in, this, in like two minutes. We get to it. So yeah, she was talking about how her sink was broken. This nigga's fixing shit. L- this nigga me, ain't fixed on. no dinner in season one, episode one. But this nigga he fixing did. sinks. He, he fixed dinner for Issa. Issa asked. Cook breakfast he made lamb she, like an episode fucking five but on her birthday you know what Issa cooked for him after she laid on another penis some waffles turkey bacon and, fr- and yeah. real bacon period I know what she made cause my sis did what she had to do cause she was guilty however had he cooked some fucking lamb on her Mashed birthday potatoes. if he made some lamb on her birthday she wouldn't have went to the fucking soundcloud she was gonna do that anyway anyway so um, I'm getting, I'm getting, don't get me to start on season one because I'm very passionate about it. But but when he says, I, you know, I'll fix this thing, he's like, I got you. You know, and niggas don't even fix shit no more with like the uh, the guest said. Like, niggas fix shit? Yeah. Y'all contractors? But I'm saying, like, he, you know, like, this is like, Lawrence is giving us his, his best. Like, he's really being the A nigga right now, you know, like. <laughs> Star student, you know, he's really I like IGN to be like Tara friends yeah. and trying to be like the star pupil. Like he yeah. just came to the to the book club meeting early and shit, like setting up chairs. No, he basically like the church, the the youth conference nigga with all the folding chairs at one time. <laughs> <laughs> he really doing the most. It's like, all right, bro, we know your uncle the deacon. Like, cut it out. <laughs> so this nigga fixed the sink enough for for dinner to start, and yeah. they um then they cut to. Like her friends are there So they have a lesbian couple Which is lit Visibility yeah. um, And then they have Like another born couple Like they both have accents And he's just like Bernie macking it up <laughs> Oh condolence to Spike Leah Apart Like alright nigga You just This nigga wrote all that shit In his notes and his phone He's, he's a um, hit he's, with her friends though Yeah he's just trying To get in With the crew And the friends And then um, He's talking to So like the, the One of the lesbian not one of the lesbian, like the girl. <laughs> so the more masculine girl in the lesbian relationship. I don't remember her name. I'm sorry. Please do not cancel me for that. She, I, you know, I mean well, y'all. She but, never um, mentioned the name. They never she addressed her. She didn't. So she, I, they may have, but it, it wasn't like I don't remember. Right. So yeah, she was saying that she codes for another company. He's like, oh yeah, I do whatever the business fuck for Meridian. She's for. like, oh yeah, you, yeah, you guys are going through a lot right now. So meanwhile, apparently it's in all the group chats for the tech girls. <laughs> So she knew. <laughs> He's like, yeah. And then Condola didn't know about it. She's like, what's going on? She's like, yeah, I just found out. Cause don't don't bring up him possibly losing his job in front of his bitch. Don't don't be stank. <laughs> hey, don't front on me. Don't front on me. Right. But so at the same time, was I was like, little thing. I was like, dang. I hope. I was like, oh dang. Like, there's some prospects. Like maybe homegirl likes him so much she puts him on with a job. 
And I thought about that too. And I was like, maybe when shit crashes and burns, if him and Condola don't crash and burn, he could have a referral for a new piece of job. So yeah. we'll see. That's a contact to have a good LinkedIn connection. I'm sure he's going to do his homework and go connect with her ass after that. Um, so yeah. And then it goes to another scene of them. Like, first of all, I just get, I get, I don't think Condola seasons her food very, very well. I've said that she doesn't seem, she seems to be like low sodium very barefoot contessa like she don't give me full like pork fat in the greens type shit so y'all still I was like, use pork mm. fat in your greens in the green beans we use turkey i think my mom used to smoke turkey some okay. some shit for the greens greens but yeah neither here nor there ain't no swine in that seasoning it ain't gotta be swine swine but i'm gonna need some kind of you need big some big mama arm <laughs> in food some. and i'm sure big mama's arm would have been fine with condolence food so yeah there was that <laughs> And everyone's like eating on their knees. And I was like very disappointed in Condola because she gives me chafing dishes type. You you plan events yeah. and people's out here eating in the living room on their knees. Mm. Ain't no trays. Ain't no table set up. Y'all just willy-nilly. Where's the dining room? Condola, you plan events. Where is the dining room? Okay. Um, but yeah, then Robin Thede, I actually enjoy her. I didn't know how I felt about her with her show on BET. But after the Black Lady Sketch Show, I kind of enjoy her. Um, really? So she was funny to see drunk So Nikki. you enjoy Black Lady Sketch and Show? What? You enjoyed Black Lady, a Black Lady sketcher. I did. Some some okay. um, sketches were like yeah, but like overall, I enjoyed them. Like um, the handshake teacher really needs a, a win. That's probably my favorite skin. That shit was yeah, so yeah, funny. Yeah. That w- yeah, I could talk about that. But yeah, we'll, we'll, let's this episode we got overall focus. like it was, it was hit or miss some of them, but like the it hits were like really good hits. So yeah, so she was being like herself, and well, that was on. funny. She was like drunk and being extra. Okay, because this is in the same scene where the... This is just the living room scene. I haven't gotten to the kitchen yet. No, no, no. The lesbian couple, they're talking about oh, the yeah. wedding. And and she and Condola suggests, like, well, why don't y'all do an art gallery? You, you know, you can dress it up however you like. And they're like, yo, that's a great idea. You're the friend that plans events. Do you just want to plan our wedding? She's like, no. You know, when somebody get a no. She did the most. Like, I don't never want to do a wedding, girl. I never want to go down the aisle again, bitch. If I go to another wedding, just put me in the overflow, bitch. Oh, what the fuck, marriage? Marriage ain't shit. And Lawrence is over there like, <laughs> like, because Lawrence ain't their kids. Lawrence is getting his shit together for her. Like, Lawrence is realizing that this shit ain't as serious as he thought it was because he's planning a life with her. And I'm just like, nigga. <laughs> like, <laughs> so then again, he's Bernie Mac and here comes the king of comedy, get him an extra large suit. He's like, oh, I'll just never get S curl again. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, nice save, but you hurt, nigga. Like, you sick. <laughs> like, you really sick. Like, I'm glad you wrote that in your notes on the way there, but nigga, you are hurt about that shit. So. And then again, drunk Nikki is being drunk, and he and Lawrence being a gentleman. Who the fuck is this nigga? Like, oh, your cup is low, your glass is low. Let me go get you some wine. And then drunk Nikki's like, oh, let me go with you so I can look at the back of your head. And this as curl, ha ha ha, <laughs> comedy. So comedy. we get in the kitchen, and like I don't know, my friends do this too, so I wasn't like too tripping on the authenticity of this. Like when your friends get drunk and like unintentionally Reveal tell your business, something. yeah. It's like, shit your drunk ass. Oh. So she was like, oh, I love this friend Condola. Like, she deserves. And what was her verbiage? She just she, made she it said, seem so bad. She's like, you're what she needed. She needed something fun and casual. Right. And he was like, And nothing oh, about word. Lawrence gave me fun and casual, though. So, like, if, even if I was a friend that's just there, drunk or not, I'd be like, this nigga's dead ass. Like. Or, a fucking or, casual would have wore a fucking graphic tees to that bitch. But this man was dead like Sunday's best. 
or even like my thing was like I've like seen how Lawrence is as a friend wouldn't you be like damn like I kind of want y'all to keep going yeah like y'all look cute oh my god I like this for y'all but they also know their friend and how okay. adamant she is on not going down that aisle or just just that situation again so I I get it I totally get it so she kind of overshares and Lawrence has like a <laughs> moment because he's like I'm you- really a piece of ass huh right and I don't think she thinks Lawrence is a piece of ass but it's just like she also does not want to get married again so we'll get to that um he's like sick and then he goes to like do something in the sink and the sink is more broke which is fucking hilarious um and then the shirt that he tried so hard for and that he got off that wooden hanger from Zara is now ruined with the water I mean it's gonna dry (laughs) but it's just like it's wet he has to take it off and I think the shirt wasn't it polka dotted too which is just even worse but it's like like a weird it was a pattern almost camo pattern in terms of like the layout but But like you did all of that and it turns out you know your shirt which is this facade which is you putting on for her friends you have to take that shit off because shit done blew up on it and I love the the parallels again can I just sit in the writer's room I'll just hand out the damn granola bars or whatever like y'all be in there writing Mm. goddamn because that's the parallel I I know that was intentional because everything's intentional with the script and I feel like we're gonna be the first ones to notice that like when we drop our these other reviews they're not gonna peep it they just gonna be they're not and we got the blueprint period um so yeah yeah his shirt and so he has to take it off um and so yeah they're like yo y'all need help cleaning up they're like no we got it and so everybody leaves he's in there you know got his mr clean on he he doing the dip like the commercial you know Uh, another parallel i see which is kind of like the reverse of what was happening like instead of something coming together this was falling apart but boomerang when they was doing the dishes uh, okay um when angela and marcus were doing the dishes in boomerang um But yeah, so they're having a conversation and Lawrence and his hurt nigganess, you know, questions her about him basically being a fuck fuck buddy. And she's like, nigga, what? And yeah, and then she like then he asked like, Do you want to get married? Or something like that. And she was like she, she was like, Well, you don't want to have a family. She's like, I never said that. He's like, But you don't want to get married. She's like, I don't. And again, that's that that two parents home as nigga type shit. Cause y'all have that fairy tale. She's like, well, if you don't want to get married, you don't want to have family. Cause I'm only having kids if I'm married. See, there y'all go. Cause I can see that twinkling your eye. Cause you felt the same way. You was like, this nigga spitting when he said that shit. Cause I know you, and <laughs> I can see like his dreams die. In, so like, you're the, giving you're giving some negro one or oh, two I, kids. I, we're not talking about me. We're not. No, I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Cause, cause I mean, I just got in, into it with some baby mamas earlier today <laughs> about that shit on Twitter. <laughs> they was mad at me, but it's just like... Okay, so you you two were like, okay, well, no marriage equals no family. Well, I knew, I'm just saying, and I, I knew what he meant by yeah. that because it's like, if you say you don't want a marriage, then you obviously don't want family because, especially not with me because that's what I want. He yeah. wants a marriage, kid, pick a fence, all that shit. Yeah. And I get it because, I mean, so do I, but I'm, I, I'm just saying, as Lawrence, right, right, right. that's what he's looking forward to. That's what he's been planning for. That's why he's getting shit together for Condola because he sees himself in that and to know that she mm-hmm. does not want that at it all. Hurts. And another, it hurts, but at the same po- in the same token, how do you expect a divorcee fresh off it's been 18 months because when um she said that when drunk nikki was like oh when mark left her xyz that shit take time to heal you can't expect her to want to get back in another marriage especially when y'all are pretty young y'all are like okay i think lawrence like 32 33 
That's a lot. You're not going to want to jump into. is like 29, 30, because he used to just turn 30. No, he's like 33. He said that in the conversation with his dad. He's like 32, 33. Okay. I have to go back and visit that. Go back and look. I will. He's older than her, but it's like. Ain't no problem. Y'all are fairly young, and I feel like she's older. She just gets like a more older nurturing mm-hmm. She's like vibe. A her friends are old, old and born as fuck, too. Like, she don't have no Kelly. I mean, I guess Drunk Nikki would be Kelly. But like. She's mid they're to upper pretty, 30s. Yeah, so. She's not going to want to hop back on the train. It's been a couple months. So he can't really expect her to be like, marriage is lit. Like, she's a divorcee. And that nigga left her for whatever reason. So you probably think you're going you gonna to leave her for a white bitch too or whatever the fuck. He probably left her for a bank bitch. Maybe Tasha took Mark. You never know. But at the same I'm disappointed in Condola. Like, as mature and put together as she has seemed, I guess I would have expected m- some more upfront about that like you know like i think he pushed a button i feel like that also he pushed a button and that should also go without saying why would i want to you know right now especially in this in this stage of my grief or my stage of my recovery from my divorce why would i want to you know get married right now why would i have that as a thought of my mind well i'm just saying like not about marriage but just like yo like i'm just looking for something fun and casual and I, i also don't think that's where his, well, that was her intention either. Okay. I do think she likes Lawrence genuinely. I do think, she, yes, she's having fun, but I don't think of, that she thinks of him as a fuck buddy because right. Issa's shit wouldn't be that big of a deal if he was just a fuck buddy. Okay. Issa's shit wouldn't be as weird. It wouldn't be such a, you know, hoopla yeah. if she okay. didn't genuinely like him. So I think she does like him. She just does not see marriage. Who knows? She may ha- want to have an Oprah Stephens kind of situation. Maybe some common law. You don't know, but... I think she may be taking it one day at a time, but she okay. knows marriage is not where her mind is right now. Right, right. And, and I can they're only like three that. months in, into this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's been a couple months, maybe five at best. It's November now. If we kind of do. Eh, Coachella is April. Fuck math. But like, yeah. That's seven. So I get it. Um, and then he starts questioning like if she's over her ex or not. She may be over him like she does not want him anymore, but the hurt. yeah, yeah. yeah. It takes time to heal from that. That's just period. But she, you know, she, instead of saying that, she was like, if anybody should be worried about exes, it should be me. I mean, but that was some valid shit. That's when I was like, this bitch spitting. (laughs) And I may have to fuck with her. I may have to call this bitch Condola, period. I'm not going to call her no campfire, no, you know, Coachella. I'm not going to call her no fucking COVID-19. I'm calling this bitch by her name. Because that was some real shit. That's probably some shit I would have said too. Because like, how dare you ask me about my fucking husband a year and a half ago when this bitch at my fucking spot. This bitch at Pond City Market and where the spot I put her on. Like, that's some shit. Y'all keep in and shit with inside jokes and shit and secret handshakes may as well have. And you questioning me? I see that look in your eye because it's also like you. when you're getting familiar with a nigga, you start learning niggas. Like, yeah, I know you like mail and your fries. And when you say X, Y, Z, you like a bitch and you said X, Y, Z with this bitch and you still like her or whatever the fuck. And I don't like nerd ass movies or corny ass jokes, but that bitch do. And you may feel a connection over that corny ass joke. And obviously they do. So what do you think and about that's her not point the first time that shit is like happened about like if he didn't cheat, you would be you would be there. You would still that be was, again. That's when I was like, this nigga is spit in. <laughs> because they would be together. Has she not fucked Daniel? And ha- or had she been more player and, and blocked his number or cha- deleted the thread or changed his name in her phone and muted his thread in general, he would have never 
put two and two together had that bitch not talked to him at that fucking work fundraiser on front of the summer jam screen where everybody could see them she would have pulled that nigga to the corner and been not a player like a real like a real bitch like I would have done and he would have never found the fuck out they would be on fucking baby number two so yes they would still be together he would have had no reason to leave there would have been no reason for them to break up so absolutely they would be and that's why I was like that's real cause he over there sitting like damn I really do love this bitch you wouldn't have blocked that bitch on Facebook had you not felt away cause y'all would have still been together cause why do you feel violated <coughs> the devil tried to ruin my point with a call <laughs> why don't you still feel so violated if you didn't you know mentally feel like you still in a relationship with her cause y'all would have been broken up for months and she in the background of a picture with a nigga at a restaurant which they both still happen to be at, and you that mad. You know, like, she made some valid-ass points. And somebody on Twitter said that, and that's why I'm like, we be spitting. We be really, like, so, and she was real about that. So, in the back of your mind, so let, let me ask you this. So this, do you take that as Condola also being probably, like, very suspicious or self-conscious of her relationship with Lawrence? In terms Honestly, of, like... I feel like she was good until... When she walked up, and you can tell she wanted to be a part, but she couldn't like catch the wave. Or what yeah, you're talking about. she's like Jada died, and she was just like seeing how they were just grooving because it was a really cute moment, and it was a really they like them moment because they have moments like that or just like just think about their little their little quips that they have even at the house when things were good, you know, mm-hmm. their little corny jokes about the lotion and the dispenser, like shit like that. Like that's how they do. That's what made mm. them East St. Lawrence. So to have them have an East St. Lawrence moment in front of you, like the same way M- Molly was like, "Y'all are lame" or whatever. She saw that, but in a frame of like you know what I'm saying, like how Molly yeah, saw yeah. it was like, "Y'all, y'all gonna get back together." Yeah. The same way. That's the same way Condola looked, and it was like, "It's too much. It's too. It's too much here." It's very familiar. Like I motherfucker said last week, niggas was familiar. Oh my god, my brother. But here's the so, thing, yeah. though. I get, I feel like there's only two two options with exes. Either you're blocked on everything, <laughs> or or you all have can have that kind of banter moment because because right. you can't get too deep. You know how's life going? Shit, everything's is so much better now. You know, like. <laughs> It's, you're, you're, I mean, not, you're not allowed that access ground. to that person anymore. Because I, I think um, I have one ex in the history of exes, like the one actual official ex. So I don't think, don't think I'm just obsessed with this nigga. It's just my one experience I can yeah. pull for him. But it's like he's not blocked on everything. We no longer follow each other, but I'm not gonna fight him. You know, it's like it's not like we're oh, not gonna kiss in the mouth. We're not gonna fight either. So I think I guess I there is that. a middle ground. But when it's that, huh? I guess I, I, I guess I'm I'm in a different. I'm in a different spectrum But you're toxic So like I'm just so nice <laughs> You're just an alpha And that's just on brand For y'all And um, You know yeah, what and no, None cool, of my exes Want like, to see The girl that's being done right That's all that is Right Cause you just been Toxicing it up For all these years And don't nobody Want to see nobody With some clean air You done had smog <laughs> For fucking Since 2007 And now this nigga Got fucking fresh air Like you just go <sighs> Like don't nobody Want to see that they don't I get it so yeah it, it, there is a middle ground but when it's like this this kind of proximity and they see each other this often and their friends are this close it's like golly yeah. it probably be worse if I left the house for real but I don't <laughs> even before quarantine Um, but yeah it just 
it do be like that. From when she brought that question up, I was like, yup, ask her. And he didn't even know what to do. So he really had to realize, like, damn, I do like this bitch, huh? Yeah. I sure would be with this girl still. Because he was shopping for rings. When she had a f- sex flashback with another Negro. You like that? You like that? Ah! That, that, was, that always breaks my heart. You that like would that? ate me up, too, though. The guilt. Like... And you know, I realized that's his like catchphrase too, because he said you like that again. And I was like, I hate when niggas have like sex catchphrases. <laughs> sex beat. <laughs> like I just that just feels so weird to me. Like, ka-chow. Like nigga, shut up. <laughs> Woo wee. Like, uh, this is not a franchise, sir. You don't have to have a fucking gimmick. Tag so yeah, and I just felt like that was a real life question to ask, and he really just like sat in that for a second. Yeah, and just had to really think about that. And then the next scene, we see him home alone, watching everybody's story. I love the Instagram story element of everybody's Thanksgiving. So even the people you didn't see directly, you got to see a taste. Oh, let's talk about Derek and Tiffany. Like, it was just really like, gobble the dick was just a lot for me. Because that didn't seem like something Tiffany would be cool with him posting, but I don't yeah. know, whatever. And then but, Tiffany was like grabbing his butt, and then whatever. But, and then I, I thought what was so cool about them, including like the Instagram feature, was just how you know social media and, and holidays plays and impacts us you know we yeah, see molly and you get to like kind of be at everyone's house well i'm i'm more so thinking like you know looking at molly and how she sees tiffany and Derek, and she's like oh man like you clearly see like oh man she's longing for that thanksgiving mm-hmm. you know with her yeah, own she bag. wants that husband and all of that yeah that too and you don't also don't see like if you see Issa at the Mexican restaurant like oh they lit there at Mexican restaurant but you don't understand why they're at the Mexican restaurant cause yeah. Stanley got his fucking neck hurt and all this kind of stuff so on gravy. and you see the tip of the iceberg but you also see like people's traditions like who got a mini aunties we learned that Kelly's named after her mom She's Kelly, she said Kelly Senior which is fucking hilarious uh, we see that fucking Trina from the apartment complex is invited to uh, <laughs> oh Kelly's invited to Kelly's Thanksgiving that okay. shit was so funny so I love that. Um, and then, yeah, so Lawrence is scrolling through the stories. Um, he still follows Issa. He still follows Issa, which which makes me think he refollowed, which is impressed nigga shit. I don't think, I don't think, okay, I don't know, maybe. Because they've never you showed You don't block Instagram. somebody on one thing and then just have them chilling on another. Facts. So I'm okay. sure he unfollowed her, maybe a soft block or whatever. And I guess over the months, it's just like, hey. Follow. He probably muted. And then he had it muted. He may have muted her. I've nah, muted the motherfucker before because sometimes you gotta mute some niggas. You just don't want to see it yeah. at all. But you don't want to um, be too petty and unfollow. I but it, like. exactly, you don't want to be petty because unfollow is gonna be a whole thing. So let me just go in and mute you. Yeah. So I ain't gotta see it. Um. So yeah, and then he goes. He sees he's a post with the story, and in true Negroid fashion, he just it's so. And I hate the Instagram added this feature because it just makes it so easy for niggas. Just, the quick send, reply? just send the laughing emoji reaction to it. It is like, do you reply? Do you not reply? And it's like, when, when we see that bat signal, it's like, this nigga won't back in. And you make a decision as a woman. As a woman, when I get a laughing emoji, it don't be stuff funny all the time. Even if I am a comedian, stuff don't be funny. I'm sure my lunch, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay. So as a, as a Negroid, I know the answer. Is there a difference between the little reaction, you know, where like the laughy face just, you know, is all over the screen or actually typing in the little chat bar, you know, crying face, crying face, crying face. There's a difference between between the two. The difference is 
the reaction is seen if the coast is clear. Okay. It's a test. Yeah. It's a test. When you type out, you 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 whip that keyboard out. You know you getting a response. The laugh is just see. Let me see what this bitch say. Let yeah, me right, right. It, let me see what's gonna go on. Because I could play this off. When Maybe, you type, ooh, I got one to. Let me see. Did he say? Did he use words or did he? Um, he used no. He just used a reaction, a quick reaction. No, I'm talking about my DMs. Like oh. the nigga, like that wasn't all the way talking to. Oh, okay, when niggas real bold, they'll send a whole separate emoji because the, the ones that Instagram suggests don't do it to justice. So this man sent just tongue, a tongue face, and I was like, at, at. no, no, you gotta be strong. You can hit, you can hit the at at. Don't reply. Maybe just like it, or you give them three dots like Asa did, and that's how you know that door. Like you know how when they tried to poison Hercules in the beginning of the Disney movie yeah. with that one last drop that made him super strong and had that little bit of mortal, immortal in him. That was that last drop. That's how you know she didn't drink the whole potion. She didn't drink it. And niggas wait. That's how. That's why they send them emojis to see. Is it safe? Is there a crumb of coochie left for me? <laughs> and there was. Can I have when they send three dots, it's it. Crumb of coochie. And there was a crumb of coochie left for him. And I cannot wait for the next episode to open with the. <laughs> the, clap, the clap, clap and sex clap. clap sex They're gonna be hunching By episode I told Didn't I give y'all a timeline I'm gonna have to move it up To episode 5 They are going to be Hunching If If not so, a whole relationship They're not engaged By episode 10 They're at least Gonna be hunching So my My assumption had always been That The black party Would take place At the end of the season Do you I guess Are we assuming that is It'll be close to Episode 5 or 6 Yes, because episode one was four months, two was three months away. Yeah, they're constantly now we're jumping two a month. So I think it's gonna be episode, episode like six probably. Yeah, it's gonna be the actual black party and then the aftermath of that. And another thing is what I didn't think about until like we talked about it was Condola does not know that Issa and Lawrence met a couple of days ago. Yeah. So well, not days ago. Last episode, so that was like a month ago. But that's also gonna be a thing. You think it's gonna come up? It might. It might come up because you never know what a Benjamin like. You that man that was outside talking to Miss Tisa that one time. Because, you know, kids tell. Bro, if that happens for real, I need to check. Like, at this point, y'all need to stop playing with me. You got to join the Zoom call. You got to join the writer room Zoom call. I need a piece of the pie. Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, so that was the episode. I loved it. And then they topped it off the the cherry. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yes, yeah, yeah. That music selection, you were like, eggs. that was just the cherry on top because they usually play like modern vibey R and B, but they took it back to the nineties with the MF and K, so the X, the Maya. My sister still getting paid. Placement. I think I just knocked something over. I think this that music selection is up there with. K camp, no. Who is it? I just took a flick with your girlfriend. Who's who makes that song? Yeah, uh, I don't know who sings it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. What episode was that? When she cheated. Oh uh, yeah. And he tripped over, like her bag. And when he saw that Daniel texted her, like, "So we not talking?" I just took a flick with your girlfriend. <sighs> Ouch. So, yeah. That was beautiful. And it was so intentional because the fact that y'all reached back to the back of our mental R&B Rolodex for that song, you knew y'all was up on some bullshit. 
Uh, and I appreciate you know HBO. What you call it? Don't show my next episode or my wind down, and I'm hot about it. So I gotta wait till like don't. Wednesday. I don't know what's going on. I need to write them, but yeah. So I gotta wait. So I don't know what my, my predictions are. I don't know what's gonna happen, but um, somebody's wait. cheeks. The next episode. Fuck. I watched it, and I. Oh, it's it's some more, it's some more Molly and Andrew storyline. Okay, well that's cool. So we ain't just ain't gonna see Nathan at all. Cool. I would like to see that light skin king on my screen. But yeah, this episode was great. We ran over way longer than we were supposed to. We said we gonna keep it long, shorter, but here we are. Um, thanks y'all. Thanks for listening. Oh, we got to do the job about live tweeting again because niggas still not doing it, and if I gotta keep on telling them. Um, ready when to do okay well yeah thank you guys see you next week bye